Chapter Thirty One of Titus, a Comrade at the Cross. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Esther Ben Simonides. Titus, a Comrade at the Cross by Florence M. Kingsley. Chapter Thirty One. It was the solemn hour before dawn. In the pallid, uncertain light of the waning moon, a solitary woman hastened along the road which led to the garden wherein had been laid the crucified one. It was Mary of Magdala, bearing spices for the beloved dead. Timidly she entered the enclosure, and with many a tremulous pause made her way through the thick shrubbery. It was very dark and so silent that she could almost hear the beating of her heart. Presently she stopped altogether to listen. Then was the stillness broken by a sound as of soft, mysterious rustling. It was but the morning breeze as it swept through the branches, but she fancied it to be the stirring of angelic wings. The breath of the lilies filled the place with sweetness, like to the holy atmosphere of heaven. She stood for a long time motionless, hardly daring to breathe, still listening, listening. Suddenly a faint beam of rosy light penetrated the darkness, and high above burst forth the melodious thanksgiving of the lark. She started forward with a little cry. Behold, the stone had been rolled away from the door of the sepulchre. She gave one frightened glance within, then turned and fled toward Bethany. The tomb was empty. Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb? The women stopped and looked at one another in consternation. There were four of them. Mary, the mother of James, the wife of Clopas, Joanna, and Salome. They, too, were on the way to the sacred garden in the dim light of early morning. It is certain that we shall not be able to move it for ourselves, for it is very great, continued Salome. But will not the disciples be also at the sepulchre? Our purpose was known unto them, said Joanna. Let us go on. I myself am very strong. The dawn was brightening momently now. Light wreaths of snowy mist which had lain softly on the bosom of the field all night were flitting away, leaving a rain of sparkling jewels behind them. Almond trees, just bursting into bloom, showed white and rosy red against the tender green of the young leaves. Birds, in an ecstasy of song, swung joyously upon the blossoming sprays or flitted athwart the glowing sky. All nature was in the great secret of the heavens, on that ever-to-be-remembered morning. But nothing of the triumphant joy of the new day found its way into the hearts of the women. Mary, indeed, raised her eyes, heavy with weeping, and said, half bitterly, How can the birds, which he loved, sing, and the flowers bloom, when he... And her voice broke in a sob. The others were silent. With bowed heads they hurried forward, blinded with their tears. And now they were come to the garden. They entered in, threading their way swiftly through the serried ranks of lilies and blossoming trees. And drawing near to the tomb, they saw that the great stone had been rolled away, and lay at one side of the open door. Timidly they entered into the sepulchre, then looked at one another in sorrowful amaze. The niche wherein had laid in the body of Jesus was empty. Suddenly they perceived sitting on the right side the figure of a young man from whose garments there streamed forth a mysterious radiance, which lighted all the gloomy place wherein they were standing. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which hath been crucified. Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Behold the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, as he said unto you. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they went out and fled from the tomb, trembling. And for a time they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. What mean these strange tidings, thinkest thou? 
Who could have taken away his body? Mayhap his enemies who murdered him. Have they not done enough that they must needs disturb him in his last sleep? Let us make haste. The women may have been mistaken, answered John. She is crazed with grief. Then a strange thought, a remembrance of words long since spoken and oftentimes repeated, flashed into his mind. The third day, he murmured. Then he broke into a run, Peter following and still running. He came to the garden and to the tomb. The stone was rolled away, even as the woman had said, and stooping down, he looked in and saw the linen wrappings which had swathed the body. While he looked in amaze, not daring to enter, Peter also approached, and seeing the open door, he went into the tomb and beheld the linen cerements folded together, and the napkin which had lain upon the face of the dead rolled up in a place by itself. Then did John also come into the tomb, and there the mighty truth burst upon him. He is not here. He is risen, he said aloud, in the very words of the angel. But Peter was sorrowfully silent. Then the two went away again unto their own home. Now Mary of Magdala had followed them afar off, weeping. And when the disciples were gone away, she came alone to the tomb and stood at the door. And as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb, and she beheld two angels in white, sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Then she turned herself about, and saw, through the blinding mist of her tears, the figure of a man standing near. And he spake unto her, and his words were those of the angels who were in the tomb. Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she thought within herself, This man is the gardener. Surely he can tell me. Clasping her hands, she said beseechingly, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus, for it was he that had spoken, said unto her, Mary. And she knew his voice. In an ecstasy of joy she cried, Rabbi, and would have laid hold on him, as if to make sure that her sorrow-dazed senses were not deceiving her. But he sent it unto her, Lay not hold on me, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God. And he passed from out of her sight. And she came in great haste and joy, and made down all these things unto the disciples, saying to them, I have seen the Lord. Now behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about threescore furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holden that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have with one another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto him, What thing? And they answered him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he who should have redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre, and found even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning from Moses, and from the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, when he had sat down with them to meet, he took the bread, and blessed it, and brake, and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, 
Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up that very hour, and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared unto Simon. And they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in the breaking of bread. And while they were talking together of all that happened, some of them as yet hardly daring to believe, so great was their joy and wonder, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified, for they knew that the doors were shut, and they thought that they beheld a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have. And he saw their faces full of a great joy indeed, yet mingled with fear. He knew their hearts, that they loved him, yet being in the flesh, the mystery of his resurrection was too great for them. Looking at them with a love unutterable, he said gently, Have ye here any meat? Being minded to show them that he was yet their own, not removed to an infinite and unapproachable distance, but the very Jesus who had loved them and cared for them and died for them. And with trembling and great joy they brought broiled fish and a piece of honeycomb, their own homely and familiar food which he had shared with them so often, and he did eat before them. Then did they crowd about him and weep out their joy at his feet, and he talked with them a long time, and made all things as clear as might be to their human understanding. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. End of chapter 31 Recording by Esther Ben-Simonides